Hi guys, hello, how are you? Are you doing good? Are you doing great? Are you doing amazing? Awesome, I love to see it, I love to hear it. So, I'm back, I am back indeed. It has been a while, it has been a minute, it has been such a long time. Um, my last episode, like I did post a recent episode re- uh, recently, but that was only with my friend Alicia. That wasn't just me on my own, and I didn't really explain why I've been gone for so long prior to posting that episode, which I feel like is kind of like not fair on you guys because why am I just popping up randomly, like as if I haven't been gone for literally like weeks to months? Well, in this episode, I will be discussing why I've been gone and just like mental health and my struggle with it in the past couple of months and weeks and what i feel like the lord is teaching me and revealing to me and hopefully this can bring a sense of hope and just restoration and revival for anyone listening um because i know that this has really helped me too in the past couple of months so anyways i want to get into it right now so this summer let's talk about this summer this summer has been one of the worst summers i've had in such a long time oh yes it has um out of 10 i would rate it like a solid like two to be honest like it hasn't been a good summer at all and for many many reasons the first reason is because of school so i actually like i like the school year ended in april but i dropped one of my classes so i had to take summer school so i officially ended summer like almost two months after school had officially ended so my summer was cut short it was cut drastically short um and so that's not fun of course because the the amount of time i had to rest and to replenish was actually not like adequate it was not enough it was like it was not the full amount but it wasn't just that because not only was i still in school but i was working like my old job it was a job that i didn't really like enjoy anymore it was a job that made me very miserable that made me very depressed and very just down very not okay you know so that job was not great and as i was working there and as i was studying i kept praying to the lord like please open this new door open a new door open an opportunity give me a new job and i kept applying applying and applying left and right and i was getting no callbacks no answer no nothing absolutely nothing um until eventually i got a callback for an interview at this new job that i currently have because the lord is so good so i went to the interview i did the interview like i think the next day or the same day i got the job period god is good and i'm thinking okay things are happening things are rolling i got this new job praise the lord things are happening things are moving and around the time i got the new job i also officially ended summer school so i was actually like officially starting quote unquote my summer time but because of this new job i literally went from like a job like working while studying to this now new job and just instead of studying i was now working full time so at this new job i had two weeks of training my first week of training i was working um 7 a.m to 3 p.m and then my second week of training i was working 3 p.m to 11 p.m and that was for five days a week for two weeks so i was working 40 hours a, a week and for 
adults listening, you might say that's very normal. That's that's a very regular thing. But for me, a 19 year old who is only just get, like getting familiar with the whole nine to five, 40 hours a week type of job like system, it was drastically like but like just so draining for me to experience that like like how do people do it how do how do people do it how do people do nine to fives like it's it's it should be considered abuse to to do that it's so draining like i i remember feeling so drained and so burnt out and so so incredibly exhausted like so incredibly exhausted and not only that, but this new job, the job that I have right now, now I'm very much comfortable and like I am, I love it there now. I enjoy it here, like I enjoy it my job. But in the beginning, it was very hard to adjust because it was new. Like I've never done this type of job before. Like now I'm recep, now I am a receptionist. I've never done that, so it was very hard to adjust. But also, like I just. I don't know the environment at first when I first started working there it was not great like I did not enjoy certain people I'm not going to be specific but it was not a great environment so all of that contributed to the deterioration of my mental health and I just became very very like just drained and exhausted and I think at the time I wouldn't want to admit that I was depressed but it was definitely creeping up to that point so at this point, um, the reason why I wasn't posting any episodes is because when I was still in school, that's one thing. The second thing, I was starting this new job. I'm working like literally every single day, 40 hours a week, eight hours a day. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I cannot. And then the third reason, this is really like the cherry on top, isn't it? Um, so because my hours were so whack, like they were so whack, um, after my two weeks of training i started working i i only now strictly work 3 p.m to 11 p.m those are the only shifts that i'm offered um so i work at night pretty much and all my friends work in the morning so after they're done working in the day um in the afternoon and at night they hang out they do whatever well i can't hang out with my friends in the day because they're working and i can't hang out with them at night because i'm working and they're not so i became very isolated i became very alone um i wasn't seeing people i wasn't really in community except for church on sunday mornings but like seeing your friends one like once a week at church is not enough like it's it wasn't enough for me and i was seeing them hanging out and having fun on instagram and like them they were telling me about like what they were doing and i was so happy for them but i just felt honestly bitter and jealous and depressed and upset that this was the state of my life like i wasn't enjoying my summer and i think that's really where it started um the thoughts of questioning honestly the purpose of my life the meaning of of my life like just questioning why like why am i here like literally god why have you put me in this like new job and i and i was it was so conflicting because i didn't want to be ungrateful i didn't want to be angry at god i didn't want to be bitter i didn't want to be upset because i prayed i literally prayed fasted and everything to leave my old job to get this job that i have right now that i'm currently very much grateful for but in the beginning it was really really hard so i was like god what's the point why am i here what and it wasn't just about the point of like this job but it was the point of life i just felt so 
empty in life i just felt so burdened in this life i just felt like every day was one it was the same two it was burdensome three it was exhausting i wasn't joyful like i was like what i was just questioning why what's the point what's the meaning but at the same time as i'm questioning this i'm also feeling an, an immense amount of guilt and shame because i'm like as a christian i shouldn't be having these thoughts as a christian i shouldn't be thinking about these things like you know i'm i'm blaming god i'm a terrible person you know and as i'm thinking of these things and as i'm going through what i'm going through i'm also thinking why am i going through this why am i so depressed why am i so down have i done something wrong like i kept thinking like am i doing something wrong am i not praying enough am i not reading the word enough am i not just am i not connected enough and as i'm going to god with these thoughts and these emotions and i'm literally crying out to him like almost every single day and every single night um I, I felt his love, you know, I felt his kindness, I felt his gentleness, I felt him like literally just being with me through it all and I am so thankful to have him by my side, I'm so thankful that he was with me by my side through it all because I really feel like he sustained me and he kept me going but I remember one night, specific, one morning specifically when I was just crying out to God and I was just like, God, help me to be joyful, help me to find my peace, like help me to just be okay again, you know, um, I just felt it in my spirit like I should read Ecclesiastes like the book of Ecclesiastes just kept popping up back in my spirit and so then I open the book and I literally read not even the chapter I literally read the, t the like the title of the paragraph and I knew like I nearly bawled my eyes out I nearly just like had a whole breakdown because I felt like oh my gosh this is how I've been feeling this whole entire time this is how i've been feeling um so i'm going to read the the chap the first chapter of ecclesiastes it's not long at all it's only 18 chapters and it's going to be in the christian standard bible version so the title of ecclesiastes chapter one um the christian standard bible version says everything is futile the words of the teacher son of david king in jerusalem absolutely futility says the teacher absolute futility everything is futile what does a person gain for all his efforts that he labors at under the sun? A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets, painting it hurries back to place where it rises. Gusting to the south, turning to the north, tur turning turning goes the wind, and the wind returns in its, in its cycles. All the streams flow to the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place where the streams flow, there they flow again. All things are wearisome, more than anyone can say. The eye is not satisfied by seeing, or the ear filled with hearing. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Can one say about can one say about anything? Look, this is new. It had already it has already existed in the ages before us. There is no remembrance for of those who came before before and those who will come after. There will also be no remembrance for by those who follow them. Um, I'm actually going to just stop there. No, I'm going to keep reading. <laughs> okay. I, the teacher, have been king over Israel and J Jerusalem. I apply my mind to examine and explore through wisdom all that is done under heaven. God has given people this miserable task to keep them occupied. I have seen all things that there are done under the sun and have found everything is to be futile, a pursuit of the wind. What is crooked cannot be straightened. What is lacking cannot be counted. I said to myself, see, 
I have amassed wisdom from far beyond all those who were over Jerusalem before me, and my mind has thoroughly grasped wisdom and knowledge. I apply my mind to know wisdom and knowledge, madness and folly. I learned that this too is, is a pursuit of the wind. For with wit, so for with, oh my gosh, for with much wisdom is much sorrow. As knowledge increases, grief increases. And oh my gosh, like I don't know if any of that resonated with anyone, but I know that when I read those words, it literally felt like, god had taken my thoughts and put them in the bible like it literally felt like that because i was like oh my gosh this is how i've been feeling this whole entire time like what is the point of anything like the the work we do under the sun comes to nothing we die we go to back to ashes we were were born from ashes we go back in the grave and we turn to dust like what is the point of it all what's the point that we do what's the point of the work that we do under the heaven we just we're just chasing wind and i just i was just thinking about all these things and i was like oh my gosh it's in the bible it's literally in the bible and i felt such an immense amount of relief because i was like oh my gosh i'm not the first person who's ever thought of this one but i'm not the only one and two this is literally scripture like it's normal to feel this way it's common to feel this way common enough for it to be reading in the word of god this is holy spirit inspired this is the word of god sharper than a double-edged sword that can literally like that's crazy like it's literally crazy i don't know it's still it's still fathoms it's still baffling to me because we don't have like you don't i i haven't heard someone really preach from this book i haven't heard anyone do a bible study out of this book this book i don't hear it enough you know there are certain books in the bible um that people don't really teach from and do sermons from and this one like i literally have never heard one sermon out of it but this is something that i needed to hear in my darkest time and it, i think it's so ironic how this brought me peace this brought me joy this brought me security this brought me like a sense of like oh my gosh i'm not insane i'm not crazy it brought me reassurance even though like the holy spirit could have left could have led me to read philippians philippians is known to be the happiest book in literally the bible it's called the the happy book in the bible um even though i think it was ah even though paul written in prison it's supposed to be one of the happiest books in the bible so i the holy spirit could have pointed me could have guided me to read that book that book has a lot of truth has a lot of hope has a lot of joy but no instead he led me to this book where the title is literally everything is futile and i think that's because i needed to be reminded that i'm not alone i'm not alone in my grief i'm not alone in these very complex and honestly very difficult and deep and hard to understand truly fully comprehend thoughts like but here it is in the bible so it was just so incredibly reassuring and after i read that i kept reading through the book of ecclesias and then i landed through chapter three and i think my favorite chapter in the whole entire bible has got to be ecclesias chapter three so i'm just gonna read a little bit of it um ecclesias chapter three the nlt version this time i'm not gonna read the whole chapter i'm just gonna read it like the first few verses so i'm gonna start from verse one for everything there is a season a time for every activity under heaven a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to harvest a time to kill and a time to heal a time to tear down and a time to build up a time to cry and a time to laugh a time to grieve and a time to dance and when i read those few verses i was like oh wow like this is just what i'm going through right now this is just the time and the season that i'm going through right now i'm going through a time of grief 
I'm going through a time where I've been crying a lot. I'm going through a time where the Lord is healing, where the Lord is uprooting, where the Lord is refining, putting me through the fire, bro, in order to see what I got. So I think that was like my first sense of hope in a really, really long time. And it was so good. It was so refreshing. It was so helpful. Um, but then life kept happening and um, things were not perfectly well you know overnight like most of the time it isn't this life is a process and nothing is really instantaneous um at least for me nothing has been instantaneous in my life so life kept happening and you know my depression came back again and then school started and it just kind of made it worse. I was excited for school, actually. I was looking forward to it. This is my second year of university, and I'm actually on campus, like full-time on campus. All my classes are on campus, number two. Um, so I was really excited. I was looking forward to it. Like, this is a new experience. This is, this is the uni life. Like, I'm supposed to live it out. Like, this is it. Like, this is everything, you know? Um, so I was excited. I, was, I had hope. But then I did the first week and then the second week, and i just felt so exhausted again i just felt so exhausted and drained again just waking up early in the morning getting into my word but feeling like i'm just reading and not really like really spending time with god i just felt like i was kind of reading and then taking my one hour and a half bus to campus attending like really long classes where i'm having a hard time focusing in because i literally want to fall asleep and then i bust back home an hour and a half just to go home to eat something real quick to do some schoolwork and then hopefully spend a little bit more time with god but truly and honestly i was just numbing myself and trying to escape my reality while while watching netflix youtube and scrolling passively on instagram and then eventually falling asleep waking up the next morning and doing it all over again those are those were my two first weeks of university it was very not okay it was very miserable it was very draining and i became extremely extremely depressed i became extremely depressed because every day felt the same and not only that i was escaping my reality i was trying to numb myself from my pain i was trying to numb myself from all the hurt and from just all the disappointments of the summer and all the pain and all my suffering and all my questions i was trying to escape my mind that was racing in shows and movies and these things on you know my phone instead of really bringing it to god and the reason why i didn't want to bring it to god truly honestly is because i didn't want to face it i didn't want to face the fact that i was depressed i didn't want to face the fact that i felt so miserable and i didn't even truly understand why i didn't want to face the fact that i was going through these really really hard things and I knew that the lord could handle it i know that he wants to handle it i know that he's right there by my side but it's just really really hard to make that decision to turn to him and to face all your problems and then recently this friday i had um my youth group well young adults group at church and what was talked about i think it was um like are you lukewarm pretty much like are you lukewarm are you really devoted devoted yourself are you really devoting yourself to christ and as i was thinking about this question my instinct was to say no like i'm not lukewarm like ain't no way like i'm 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 spending time with god like i'm reading my word every day i'm still praying to him i'm still journaling like i'm i'm not lukewarm 
And maybe I wasn't, maybe I was, but I know for a fact that my desire to get to know God, to spend more time with him, to be on fire for him wasn't the same. It wasn't there. My des- my joy in Christ, my peace in Christ, it wasn't there. And the desire to share that with other people around me wasn't there. So I wasn't doing anything crazy. Like I wasn't doing drugs. I wasn't partying. I wasn't having sex with people. But my fire for God wasn't the same. And not only that, I was finding my pleasure, my peace, my joy, and my sense of security in videos and shows and YouTube and Instagram. Instead of bringing that to God, to my father, I found comfort in other ways and I made an idol of these things. And as I was realizing this on this Friday evening, um, and as I was trying to pray and worship God, tears were just running down my face. And I don't, I didn't want to cry. I hate crying in front of people. But they were just running down my face and I couldn't stop them. I couldn't stop them. They just kept going down and I just felt this immense amount of shame and guilt. But as I felt the shame and all this guilt, I also remembered that God still loved me. He still loved me in my weakness. He still loved me in my sin. He still loved me in my mess. He still loved me even when I was so, so depressed so exhausted so burnt out he still loved me even when i chose to watch youtube and netflix instead of spending time with him instead of going to him with my burdens with my anxieties and all my worries and then when i realized that that just made me cry even more (laughs) and of course in the moment i confessed my sins and i repented and then after that we we hung out together as a church and then i went home and then fast forward literally the next morning i wake up and i still feel the sense of like (sighs) heaviness you know like i i had a moment with god i felt him i felt his presence i felt his love and i felt that sense of hope but the next morning i still woke up and i still felt tired even though i slept like really well actually i still felt tired And then after having my quiet time with God and reading the word and praying and journaling, I've been doing this Bible plan. So I did my Bible plan afterwards. And the Bible plan is called Winning the War in Your Mind. And on this day, um, the scripture that they mentioned was Matthew 4, verse 1 to, I think, verse 11. Yes, verse 1 to verse 11. And this is a very iconic passage. I've heard it been preached multiple times i've heard so many studies on it but and i and i know it very well but then i read it again for the thousand time and for some reason this one time it just struck out to me so so differently so matthew 4 matthew 4 verse 1 says then jesus i cannot talk matthew 4 verse 1 says then jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil and that might sound very regular regular to you, but to me, upon reading that verse, I was like, hold up, hold up, wait a minute, something right, because did I hear this correctly? Did I hear that Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil? So you're telling me this wasn't Jesus's decision? This wasn't Jesus's 
like just freely walking into the wilderness to be tempted no this was a decision ordained and purposely made by the holy spirit by the holy spirit for him to be tempted in the wilderness by the devil and that shocked me that rocked my world because i was like oh my gosh it's literally the holy spirit literally led him to this to this 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 place this moment of temptation why why would he do that but but then i started to think to myself well the holy spirit also led jesus to the cross the holy spirit led jesus to be crucified the holy spirit led jesus to his death oh my gosh the holy spirit led jesus through immense hardship and the pain and the suffering and his death it wasn't for no reason it had an ultimate purpose because through that we now have eternal life through that we have hope in him because he was resurrected and that's the the key word here is the holy spirit led him through it the holy spirit didn't lead him to it and left it and left him there no the holy spirit led him through it he found it he made it to the other side he died on the cross and he wasn't just dead he was resurrected and when i realized that in my head i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh like i haven't done anything wrong okay i probably have i'm a sinful human being yes for a fact but the fact that i'm struggling mentally the fact that i'm struggling with depression and these really really hard things is not my fault i haven't done anything wrong like it's not it's not your fault because like god is not punishing you He's not punishing you. The fact that you're struggling mentally is not a punishment from God. Sometimes the Holy Spirit leads us through really hard and difficult things in order to refine us, in order to purify us, in order to sanctify us, in order for us to be more Christ-like. We're followers of Jesus. That means that we're going to have to go through almost practically everything he went through. And he went through crap so we're gonna have to go through crap as well but the best thing is his story ended in glory and ours will also end in glory he made it through and we will as well we will be resurrected as well we will have eternal life as well because jesus died on the cross was resurrected and because we accepted him as lord and savior his that the same holy spirit that revived jesus the same holy spirit that gave breath in his lungs lives in us and we have hope because of that through hard times through everything that we experience he is there he knows oh he knows it so well he's literally been through it like he's literally been through it he has holes in his hands to prove it he's been whipped he's been spat at he's been abandoned he's been betrayed he's been hurt he's been stabbed in the back he knows well how it feels to be in pain to be hurting he knows how it feels to struggle mentally and he went through it and he made it out and like recognizing that it was such a beautiful thing it was such a hopeful reality like it's almost like the scale this fog that had covered my eyes it just it was lifted and it's like i saw i understood like i knew like it's like i saw god seeing me like i like i i don't know how to explain it but it was such a beautiful beautiful realization but the story doesn't end there i kept reading 
and verse 5 to 6 really struck me. And it says, Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, He will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus Jesus responded, The scriptures also say, You must not test the Lord your God. And then when I read that, I was like, Hold up. Wait a minute. So am I right? The, The devil took jesus to a high point the highest point may i add and told him to jump off wait what is going on the devil told him to jump off of a cliff that's what the devil just told him to do and as a human being if he would have jumped off he would have died completely died squashed done done for and then i realized well that would be considered suicide wouldn't that be like to jump off a high point the highest point wouldn't that be considered suicide because ain't no way a human being is surviving that jesus as a human being would not survive that okay he would not and then i realized the devil tempted jesus to commit suicide and not just that but he convinced him that it would be a great idea because he tried to use scripture and he said if you are the son of god jump off for the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. And you know what that sounds like to me? It sounds like the enemy whispering, whispering in our, in like, in my ears, like, it's okay, like, just end it. Just, just end it right now. It'll be easier. God will be with you. He'll be on the other side. He'll welcome you with open hands if you just die right now. The peace, I mean, the pain will go away. You would have peace. You wouldn't have to suffer. You wouldn't have to feel this hurt. Just end it right now. That's literally what it sounds like. That's It's literally what it sounds like to me. And that's something that I've personally experienced. I feel like the enemy has tempted me multiple times to jump off the, high, the highest point. I feel like the enemy has tempted me so many times to just end it all. And I'm sorry, y'all. This is, this is very real. Like, this is very raw. And if anyone had a reason to end their life, bro, it would be Jesus. He literally, he he experienced the worst type of death imaginable. He went through hurt that we will never, ever even like amount to. We will never, ever experience because he took the death that we rightfully deserved. He had every reason to jump off. He had every reason to tap out to say, no, I don't want to go through that. Because he was also a human being, but he was also, let's not forget, God. So he knew. He knew that he was going to die a terrible death. He was going to go through a lot. He would have every reason to jump off. He would have every reason to do it. And yet he didn't. And instead of listening of listening to the flatteries, the lies of the enemy, he used scripture to fight off the lies and the temptation. And Jesus responded, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. And then that also made me realize, Jesus knew that he would live a terrible death. He knew that he would go through that. And yet that did not stop him from living. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about it. Oh my gosh, wait, I'm getting excited. Jesus knew that he was going to be crucified. He knew that he was going to be beat 
He knew that he was going to be whipped. He knew that he was going to be betrayed and backstabbed and hurt. And yet that did not stop him from living life and living it abundantly. He still fulfilled his mission on this earth. He still spread the gospel. He still made disciples and he still loved people. He still had fun. He still went to parties. He drank his wine. He he had family around him. He hung out with his friends, his disciples. He still lived life and did well. If anyone had any right to complain about how miserable and terrible his life was or how miserable and terrible certain parts of his life was, it was Jesus. It was him. He had every right to complain. He had every right to be somber and depressed and, and down and upset about what was to come. And although he was anguished, although he had anxiety, although we prayed to God, Lord, please let this cut past me, but let your will be done, he still went through it. And he was still faithful. And he did it rightfully. And when I realized that, it's almost like that God just gently spoke to me. And he told me, like, this life does contain a lot of suffering. This life does contain a lot of hardship. This earth is not perfect. And in fact, it's very far from it. It's miserable. Like, let's not, let's not sugarcoat it. This earth sucks, at least for me. I don't want to be here no more. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to bounce. Eternity? Okay, let's go. Like, huh? Yeah, this earth is ghetto. This earth is tough. But that does not mean I have to stop living. Even though it's hard, the Lord still has a purpose for me every single day. Even though it's hard, I can experience his joy and his freedom and his peace right now with him. So, yes. I struggle with depression and that means that tomorrow I might wake up and feel really down again and I am a type of person who's very analytical and very conscious about stuff that happens in this world that's not great that's not perfect and that means that sometimes I can be very um, hopeless about the state of this world and yeah I can be aware of that I can be conscious of that and I can be conscious of the fact that I will die one day and that I will turn into dust and that my efforts and my accomplishments will not come with me in the grave and the amount of money I make will not come with me in the grave and that ultimately it will amount to nothing but that does not mean that I let that that does not mean that I let my conscience awareness of that stop me from living life and living it abundantly now I mean, Matthew 6, 34 says, Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring it its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Like, even Jesus himself said it. Like, every, like tomorrow has enough, has enough of its own problems, has enough of its own issues and anxieties. Just worry about today. There will always be an, like, an issue in this world. There, was, there will always be something to complain about. There will always be something to cry about. We can't live our lives focused on that and so so focused on that to the point where we lose track and we lose our sense of hope and peace and and joy in Christ. Like there's eternity, there's glory to come. And because of that, we have a sense of hope and joy and peace. And we can let that be shown and let that be known amongst other people. And we can share that sense of hope and share that sense of joy and have people join in into the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Like 
this is the whole this is the whole point this is the whole point so anyways <laughs> that's why i've been gone for so long i've just been going through it but also learning from it and slowly but surely coming out of it and the lord has been so good so kind and so gentle and so so incredibly patient with me in going through the motions and processing my feelings and being able to put my feelings into words enough words to make this podcast episode and to share it with other people who hopefully need it um and right now how am i doing mentally right now right now i'm doing good like right now i have the truth of god with me and it's keeping me and it's giving me a sense of hope and joy and and like just aspiration and like willingness to live like i'm i'm doing way better like so 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 better but i'm also trying not to focus too much on am i happy am i doing good but more on do i trust god am i dependent on him am i coming to him with all my burdens and anxieties and my worries because right now i'm doing okay but tomorrow might not be okay but i can't let that change the hope and the peace and the love that god has for me and that i have in him so that's really where i'm at um and that's why i haven't posted in weeks and months um i really hope that this episode was refreshing i hope that this was just something that someone needed to hear i hope that this was hopeful for anyone out there and i hope that my struggle is a testimony for someone out there and if you're going through it mentally right now and you're a christian god is not mad at you god is not punishing you he understands you he cares for you and he just wants you to come to him and he will take care of you he will take care of you and um god is with you he is with you till the end of times and if you're not a christian and you're listening to this well i hope that this is also hopeful to you and i hope that you run to the lord you run to jesus your savior because he is so ready to embrace you and to accept you and to love you and to take care of you and he's for you like i don't know what you've been through i don't know what hurt you've experienced but the lord is for you and anyone who's told you otherwise is a liar um and the lord loves you he loves you so much so come to him and let him embrace you let him love you let him love you and that's just that's not just for the non-christian that's just for literally anyone let yourself be immersed and overwhelmed and covered by god's love because that's the only thing like the only thing that has been keeping me that sustains me and that keeps me going so yeah have an encounter with jesus today okay i'm done i've been talking for way too long my throat is dry i'm parched and i'm gonna go shower so have a blessed day have a blessed night whenever however you're listening to this and bye see you next time hopefully <laughs>